From WKYT Podcast, this is Uniquely Kentucky. I'm your host, Amber Philpotts. Hello, podcast listeners. I hope this week's episode finds you doing well. When I started Uniquely Kentucky, it was meant to have a conversation with Kentuckians who are making this state an even better place to call home. Now, I won't lie, getting the chance to talk with anyone musically talented is extra fun for me, probably because I have no musical talent and I adore music so very much. I love to learn how people got their start, what inspires them to make music, and I love learning about the music industry. The Bluegrass State is rich in musical history, and the artists who have come out of Kentucky run the gamut from country, bluegrass, hip-hop, and even gospel. This state has so many talented folks. This week, I'm sitting down with a young man who calls Campton in Wolf County home. Earlier this year, his hard work paid off after years of kicking it around the fair and festival scene. Tyler Booth was signed to Sony Records. Since the pandemic started, he's had to scale back his touring, but he hasn't stopped writing music, and he has a new song out right now, In God and Trucks We Trust. Many of us miss live music these days. We aren't sure when we'll see our favorite artist again live in concert. For Tyler Booth, he is using this time to write even more music. And when we come out of this pandemic, this Kentucky kid is poised to make his mark on the country music scene. Uniquely Kentucky with Amber Philpot is brought to you by the WKYT News and Weather Apps, available on the App Store and Google Play. I am welcomed today on Uniquely Kentucky by uh, a Kentuckian, a musician, a young man who I have been chasing now, it seems like since March, Tyler Booth. I was supposed to come and interview you in Nashville uh, at Sony, where you just signed with back in March, a tornado hits, then COVID hits. So it's taken us to what, July 15th to finally sit down. How are you, sir? I'm great. I'm glad to be on here today. Thank you for having me, Amber. Um, yeah, I've been crazy busy at the house uh, since COVID and and the tornado. It just seemed like it just seemed like Nashville and every other places took a hard hit from all from uh, from the whole virus stuff and all that. But I'm doing great. Uh, working every day, writing songs, uh, zooming. I'm real fortunate to to live in a time when we all are to get on Zoom and to connect with people. And yeah. I was, I guess, first introduced to you through, I know some good friends of yours, those Ravenscraft brothers. Oh, yeah. Um, so I started <laughs> seeing them talk more and more about this Tyler Booth guy. And I thought, all right, I got to listen to his music. So Tyler, you're from Campton, born and raised right in Wolf County. Let's go back to the beginning. Talk about music in your life. You're a young guy. When did music first become your thing? Well, um, I grew up in a real musical family. Um, my dad and his twin brother actually had a rock band when I was growing up as a kid. And uh, I'd always kind of sit in rehearsals at 11 and 12 years old and kind of sit uh, in the corner of the rehearsal room and, and learn chords while they were playing. And uh, as I got older, I wanted to sing rock and that kind of stuff, but uh, kind of realized that my voice wasn't really suited for all that high pitched stuff. So. Um, I fell in love with uh, Waylon and, and Willie Nelson and all those guys and kind of just hit the ground running and just, yeah, just fell in love with it. And Did I read somewhere that your dad told you maybe to stick to guitar work because maybe singing wasn't in your, in your future? Did I read that somewhere? 
Yeah, he's, he's told me that several times up until about two years ago, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you signed with Sony, like, okay, Dad, I got it. I'm good. Um, you, uh, you play music, you write music. Where does your inspiration come from? Because you do have a lot of country rock influence in your music, but also I love country music. It's just good old country music. So you've kind of gone back to the root, it sounds like, of country music and some of your, your music. Yeah, I, I'm inspired a lot by um, a lot of early country and uh, and uh, just a lot of music that's out now, like just pretty much anything I listen to, I always find something to get inspired by. Uh, a lot of times writing with new writers and, and seeing their catalog, all the, all the great songs that they've written, it's just, that's always inspiring to get in a, in a room with somebody that's wrote a bunch of big songs and to be on stage with some legends like uh, Mickey Gilly and Dwight Yoakam, who's another Kentucky artist. And um, yeah, I'm just so fortunate to, to do what I do. <laughs> oh, well, there are so many folks. I mean, Ken, you know, Kentucky is known for its music across the board. There's so many people that want to make it. So, you know, you went to Moorhead State, you mm -hmm. enrolled in the music program over there. And as I understand it, you sort of caught the eye of one of your professors that literally then helped you kind of network your way to Nashville. So talk to me about that process because everybody wants to make it and not a lot of people are fortunate to do that, but you did. So tell me how you did that. Well, I was kind of a shy kid in college and uh, and uh, I always just kind of wrote songs and kept them to myself and, you know, sat on them for a while. And um, I played my first big show at a place called Manchester Music Hall in Lexington, Kentucky. And uh, and there was a video camera and they recorded the whole show. And a lot of the set was stuff that I'd written on my own. And uh, I think dad uh, sent some of that footage to one of my professors. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's the it was the first time that my professor had ever heard anything that I'd written. And uh, and I guess he just kind of saw something cool that I was doing and and uh, like the way I was singing, he's like, I know somebody in Nashville that might dig this uh, if you don't care to for me to send it if you don't want to if you don't care to get your feelings hurt. Basically, is what he said. And uh, I said, go for it because <laughs> uh, I was I wasn't really doing good in some of my general classes and that kind of thing. So. Um, yeah, I didn't really have anything to lose. I said, shoot, shoot it, shoot it down there. And uh, I think it was the next day, my dad got a call from, um, a producer out of Nashville named Phil O'Donnell and men Phil Billy's what, what we call him. We've been writing songs ever since and been recording songs and put out that first EP that, uh, really done well and seemed, it seemed to resonate with a lot of people with, uh, which led me to getting signed by Sony and getting signed by Warner Chapel Publishing. And uh, Tyler, you, know. you say Phil O'Donnell's name really nonchalantly, which is great because I know that you guys are really <laughs> close. But for people that don't know Nashville, I mean, he is a veteran in Nashville in the music world. I mean, he's worked with a lot of the top people from like George Strait to Tim McGraw, Blake Shelton. What's it like for you now to have somebody like that as your mentor and somebody that saw enough in you to take you along on that journey. 
it's uh it's really inspiring uh every time i get in a room with phil billy because he's just so uh in tune to to the craft of writing songs and um yeah i i still yet you know i get humbled every time i go into the studio and 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 uh, he's got all these uh, world-class musicians in there uh, doing tracks on my songs and running into other artists that he knows really well. It's just crazy. Like Lee Bryce, I met him the other day. It's pretty insane. But uh, I sort yeah, of geeked it, out for you for the Lee Bryce thing. I mean, I love Lee Bryce. I love his music out right now. And I saw your Instagram post and I was like, oh, that's pretty cool when he just happens yeah. to walk in, right? Yeah, it was wild. I guess, uh, you know, we were recording at Soundstage and I guess he he had a session just after maybe and kind of snuck in the room a little early to see what all was going on. And he was very complimentary of my vocal and everything like that. And just a stellar guy. It was pretty surreal. <laughs> Tyler, you are at home now um, back in, in Camden, but I know you kind of go back and forth in between um, Nashville, but you know, during COVID-19, I mean, like I said, I was coming to Nashville to meet you in person um, and then sort of the world shut down. But the one thing that I've noticed from artists like you and a lot of people, um, they took to things like this, like Zoom that we're talking on, you were able to still connect with the people that follow you. What was that like? Because you should have been starting to get out in the music scene more and more, but then it got shut down. So what was it like for you since from March until now and just really still trying to connect with people? It was an adjustment because uh, I wasn't really that familiar with the whole social media craze but uh I, I jumped on that real quick i feel like and started getting adjusted and and i reached out to people that way more but uh it's really kind of a it's kind of a letdown because i was going to be out with darius rucker and i was going to be out playing gigs and and uh yeah i, I always said like it's hard to do the writing if I wasn't performing. It's hard to do the performing if I wasn't writing. So it's it's been an adjustment, but uh, I have been able to perform uh, through Facebook Lives and Instagram Lives, and that's it's been a big blessing. What are you most looking forward to? Because I know that you are starting to get back out um, and play some shows. You just played up in Ashland, right, with Chase Rice. What are you mm -hmm. looking forward to um, and getting back out there with, with the fans? Um, just... Uh, being able to really connect with people and and to meet other artists that that uh, are performing you know alongside me and uh it, i kind of just missed the grind it kind of took the grind out of it because we're not you know freezing to death <laughs> or uh you know taking long trips and stuff I, I miss all that and, um but uh yeah i think everything will return to normal and stuff I don't know if you can answer this, but I, I at least have to ask you, you were out with Chase. Chase took a little bit of a, um, you know, he took a little bit of flack for one of those first shows of having fans out there. Um, your reaction to that? Because I know that you guys want to be out there, but I also know that you, you want people to be safe. So how do you respond to that? Yeah, I, I didn't really give it too much thought. Um, I never watched the news and that sort of thing i definitely heard about it and i was aware of it uh but uh i didn't really take a side and um i don't know i almost feel like um i almost feel like people kind of 
govern their sales a little more than what what uh some people might think like I, I feel like everybody's can you know make their own decisions and and they do and uh, they're you know responsible for them and we'll say the show that you played in ashland people stayed in their cars so that was the difference yeah. or they could be around their cars that was the difference in that show versus one of those early ones um for yeah days. it was uh it was almost like textbook what i thought it was going to be it was uh, everybody was social distancing and um everybody had their own spot where they would park their vehicle uh, a lot of trucks and uh families would just kind of pile in the back of them and watch the show you know they'd park they'd back in and watch the show sitting on their tailgates but uh yeah it seemed like everybody did really good at staying to the unit and not you know mingling too much and uh yeah i felt like everybody handled it really well and i i think we'll probably see more of the drive-in shows mm -hmm. if i was guessing Tyler, what's it like for you when a, a kid from, you know, Wolf County in Campton heads to Nashville for the first time? I have to imagine that um, that was a pretty big deal for you uh, when you rolled into town. What's it been like adjusting to life in the Music City? Um, it was, it was kind of over my head, just all the stuff that was, you know, it, it seems like life moves a lot faster when once you get in a city and you're not used to it and it does take a lot of adjustment and um yeah i feel like i've grown a lot just being there and being around other artists that are into the same kind of stuff that i am and um yeah it's i feel like uh i feel like it's been awesome but i i, I do love coming back home and and taking it easy and going fishing and hanging out with family too and i've got a chance to do that some more since uh covid happened but uh yeah your parents kind of might a... like to have their uh living room back maybe they they'll prefer for you to go back to nashville so they can get their living room back so it not have a yeah. stage in it anymore right i've kind of took over in here i got uh, microphones and speakers and four or five guitars lying around guitar strings in the floor yeah it's it's uh it's a mess right now. Guitar cables. Scattered. Let's talk about your, um, you've got some new music out, um, In God and Trucks We Trust. Um, what was the premise behind this song? Why was it something that you wanted to put out into the world right now? Um, I just feel like that song uh, just kind of represents me and, and kind of the way I live and people around me live. And um, it really just kind of, sheds light to uh, having faith in, in Christ and and having faith in the things that, uh, you know, keep bread on the table. And that song to me is just about hard work and, um, you know, just uh, trying to be, trying to be a good person. I feel like that song uh, is such, it's so broad the way we wrote it. It's, uh, it's just got so much, uh, it's just got so much meaning to me. I love that song. It was uh, one of my favorites writing, for sure. We were all stuck at home for so many months. You you had your song out, Half a Mind to Go Crazy, and you started to ask your fans and your followers to send in videos of themselves when they were, quote, you know, healthy at home in quarantine. And that mm -hmm. ended up going over really well. I guess that was another way for you to connect with people still while everybody was home. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, we had planned on putting that song out way before 
COVID happened and um and oddly it kind of came out at the right time and everybody did have half a line to go crazy and we got a lot of video submissions for that song and and uh man i i, I feel like people just had a, everybody had a lot of fun making that video and i know i did and, um it was a good way to let off some of that you know some of that steam <laughs> Tyler, how much say do you have in, you know, obviously you write music, but, you know, once you sign with, you know, the folks like Sony, how much control do you have over decision-making when it comes to the creativity side of like videos and, and what you're going to do with your shows and that kind of thing? Uh, a lot of times um, I'll just kind of have an idea uh, come up and, and I'll mention it to somebody and, and vice versa. They'll come to me with ideas and, We'll kind of brain brainstorm and uh a lot of it's uh you know kind of a big consensus thing what everybody's feeling but uh for the most part uh if i have a idea and i'm pretty set on putting it out or uh or uh you know yeah uh that everybody's pretty cool about it just let me kind of do what i want to do <laughs> that people don't you know that we wouldn't know about Nashville and that scene because I think everybody they think they know but they don't know is there anything that you know people think is one way but it's really not that way when you get to Nashville yeah uh, there's I think the one biggest misconception about Nashville is that uh, people think they go down there and you know, if they get heard by one person the first time, they're going to get a record deal. And, I mean, it's happened. Uh, but a lot of times, if it has happened in the past 20 years, it's been a bad deal. Somebody's trying to get one over on you or something like that. And I've had experiences in that regard. But, uh, but yeah, I feel like a lot of it's just kind of a grind. And uh, getting to know people that uh, that you want to work with and, and building a family and, uh, it just kind of snowballs and building relationships and and uh, yeah, it's more of a it's more of a progressive thing than just like okay, sign a record deal. You know, I feel like I still got a ways to go, and I have been blessed to have record deal. But uh, you know, I I look forward to putting out more songs, and I I feel like uh, I feel like I've been writing more than ever. It's not really lit up. I've still been going going at it and going at it and I love it. Yeah. I think that we're probably um, two people that are a lot alike. I'm from a very small town here in Kentucky. I get to do what I wanted to do, my dream in life every single day. So I, I look at success to me sometimes in moments. Um, and I look back and think, how in the world has a, a gal from Cynthia, Kentucky been afforded these opportunities? Um, what about you? What are some of those moments for you that you go, whoa, I, I can't believe that A, people even know my name and that I got to just do this or I got to be with this person. Um, I think, uh, I think getting out with Dwight Yoakam the first time really kind of said it for me. Uh, yeah, that was something that, uh, it's going to be hard to top off. And another one is, uh, getting to be a part of the Brooks and Dunn collaboration on reboot. That was, a uh, Big, what was that phone call like when you find out you're part of that? Yeah, it was wild. Uh, I was sleeping on a couch uh, in Branham's Creek, uh, which is uh, Pikeville. And uh, 
and dad woke me up around 8 30 or 9 and it was on a Saturday so I'd plan on sleeping in but anyway dad's like Tyler get up we got uh, a big opportunity he's like uh, he's like Phil Billy called and said that Brooks and them want you to be a part of this uh, collaboration record and uh, I was like eh, I don't really believe you I'm going back to bed you know I thought he's pulling my leg and uh, we actually had a a funeral we were attending that day and uh we were sitting there inside the funeral home and, and i asked dad i was like was you being truthful about that or was you pulling my leg because i thought for sure he's pulling my leg but he's like no i was being serious he's like they want to do a song with you uh, lost and found and uh i was like it was well as soon as it set in i was like well i gotta learn this song you know, really good. I knew the song, but I had to learn it really good. And I had two days. I got down there and uh, put a vocal on it. And I think it was more of like a uh, like an audition than anything. They wanted to see uh, how I would sound on it before they made some hoopla about it. But uh, but uh, Ronnie and Kicks came in and and they listened to it and they were both smiling ear to ear and. I was thinking, well, I guess, you know, it's real. <laughs> it's really happening. And uh, that reboot album came out. And, uh, yes, a big milestone. That is a big, big milestone. No pressure at all. Just Brooks and Dad. No big, <laughs> yeah. no big deal at all. Um, you, you are putting music out there. You're getting ready to go out into the world. Um, when you do get to that point where you can collaborate with someone, what's that ultimate collaboration? What would it be? Who would it be if you could pick that for music? Uh, there's a lot, a uh, lot of artists I'd love to work with. Uh, you know, my dream though would be uh, Willie Nelson for sure. <laughs> That'd be pretty wild. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was actually supposed to play with Willie at the CMA Theater in Nashville, uh, March in March, but uh, but now it's moved up to November, and we're hoping it, you know, go, comes through and maybe some of this gets cleared and everybody starts getting a little more healthier. And and uh, but yeah, as of right now, we're playing with Willie in November. What's it like to come back home to um, Wolf County now that people do know your name, they know your music. What's that been like and what kind of adjustment um, has that been like for you? Uh, it's, it's been about the same. Uh, I still get around and, and stop and uh, I love running into people I ain't seeing forever and talk to them. And uh, it's really cool whenever I'm just fishing down at the pond here and, and somebody drives across the road and they're, blaring out I have a mind to go crazy or hang cranking people and they don't even know I live here it's just amazing I don't know I can't really wrap my head around it all honestly <laughs> what's the first time that you were like when you know maybe the EP came out and you were with someone else that was playing it and you're and you get to step back and and watch other people enjoy your music not necessarily on stage but once you've you know put it out there in an EP and somebody's actually playing it what was that like it's pretty awesome. Uh, I still get, <laughs> I still get a lot of the, uh, a lot of videos sent in from people that are jamming to it, and I try to try to get on Instagram and and post what they posted and give them shout out and that sort of thing. Uh, it's pretty surreal though. I remember uh, the first time I listened to my EP, 
uh, I got in my truck and I was still taking lessons at Moorhead State for my vocal and uh, was headed up there and I was listening to hang cranking people and I was like, man, this is crazy. <laughs> is getting music into the world easier these days in terms of being able to to put an EP out? Because I think that was what back in like 2017 and, and skip ahead three years, you know, somebody like you could get your name out there a lot easier in terms of that. Does it make it easier? Um, in a way, I feel like it is a bit more accessible. Uh, if people know what they're looking for, they can get online and, you know, type in on Spotify or Apple or YouTube. But um, I feel like it does get harder to uh, get people to notice you, though, because there's so many artists blasting out on uh, social media all the time. So uh, it ain't like in the 50s when Elvis was uh, on the radio all the time. And, you know, it was that one station covering all these places, but uh, now it's kind of just like everybody's everywhere and it's hard to find them, but uh, yeah, it's been a lot of great music come out of it, yeah. and uh, yeah. You've been around music your whole life with your dad and, and their band. What's the best piece of advice that you've gotten in terms of um, the music world and, and being a performer and, and getting out there and getting after it? Well, um, I heard Joe Diffie say one time, he's like, uh, he said that his dad told him uh, that you always have to put, you always have to put time in it each day. And, um, and uh, Joe said one day, uh, well, one night he was laying in bed and, and he was like, I didn't play the guitar today. And it was like 2 a.m. I guess. And he just picked up his guitar and practiced for five minutes and went back to sleep just to say he, worked on it that day but uh one thing for me was like you know i i didn't really uh have a whole lot of confidence when it came to me being an artist and and that sort of thing i was always really shy but you know i i was talking to myself one day and i was like if i can't go two or three days without picking up a guitar then i need to be playing the guitar and i need to be singing all the time and i couldn't i tried I tried to not play the guitar for two to three days at a time and I couldn't do it. I haven't. I've picked up a guitar every day for the past five years, five or six years. Hmm. People that know me know that Moorhead State is beloved to me. So I'm glad that you chose Moorhead State um, for a lot of reasons. Go Eagles. <laughs> Absolutely. Once an Eagle, always an Eagle. Um, what would you say, Tyler? Because I do, I think that Kentucky is so ripe with so many folks who are so very talented at all ages. What would you say to people that are looking to, you know, either um, go to school like you did or find their way in the world? What would you, what would you say to them if they're looking to try and make their mark? Um, I would say to practice a whole lot and uh, pray about it and uh, be around people that want to do the same things that you want to do. And, uh, and maybe, you know, with, with a little bit of luck, uh, it'll kind of grow and you'll meet other people along the way that are in the same things that you're into and you really hit it off with them. You love working with them. And I don't know. I feel like, uh, I've had a, a lot of luck and uh, a lot of great people around me that's really supported me and lifted me up and uh, I just feel like it, it takes a lot of that. It takes a lot of commitment and sacrifice and a lot of people that love you. Yeah. 
we could sit here and we could rattle off a hundred names of people that, you know, country artists from Kentucky at the top of my list is going to always be Keith Whitley. Uh, yeah. He might then be second under that and then a few more. Mm -hmm. uh, when you think about the fabric that is the country music world and especially the music that, that has come from Kentucky, um, have you even, you know, stopped to think like, I'm a part of that now. And what does that mean to you? It's crazy. Uh, I still drive through Sandy Hook and see Case statue there. And, uh, and I don't think I'll ever feel like I'm eye to eye to guys like Keith and, and guys like Dwight or, you know, it's, it's hard to step outside of myself and view it that way. But, um, it's pretty crazy to be put in the same, you know, list or category as some of those people. Cause I feel like some of the best artists came out of Kentucky. Yeah. What if, uh, if people want to be able to keep up with you and they want to find music, they just want to keep up with you or they want to, um, know what shows are coming up. Where do people find you? How do they keep up with you? Uh, y'all can follow me at Tyler Booth music on Instagram and Facebook. It's all Tyler Booth music. And, uh, we're always, uh, putting stuff up on Spotify and Apple music and YouTube. But, all right. Uh, yeah. It's worth following just to see the dog Waylon as well. That oh, yeah. dog is uh, <laughs> something else. Uh, how big is that dog now? It keeps getting uh, massive. I feel like he, he probably gains <laughs> five pounds every week. Uh, right now, he weighs in about 100 pounds, and he's nine months old, nine and a half months old. Nine months old. Holy smokes. He's going to take over your, like, bus if you go out on the road. Yeah. Yeah, he, he'll be a big one. I think it'll – it'll be really expensive trying to keep him fed, you know, with uh, uh, fast food because quarter, quarter pounders ain't cheap. He's going to need a lot of them. <laughs> Good thing you're having some success, buddy, because you're going to need it just to feed that dog. Um, Tyler, thank you so much for sitting down with me. The new music out now is In God and Trucks We Trust. Uh, you can find them all over social media. Tyler, I'm, I'm so thankful that you're from Kentucky and, and I'm just grateful that you're doing well and that you're just out there kicking it around. Thank you so much, Amber. It's been awesome. Uh, and uh, be praying for you and everybody else out there watching this. And uh, I hope you all stay happy, safe and healthy during all these crazy times. <laughs> right back at you, buddy. Right back at you. Tyler Booth, everybody. Thanks so much, buddy. Thank you, Amber. And as a little added extra bonus for Uniquely Kentucky this week, Tyler actually recorded an acoustic version of In God and Trucks We Trust. Thanks for listening this week. Take a listen. With a boy shooting pool in a bar room And passing that plate down the church pew We're a handshake class Give the shirt off her back And keep a cross hanging off of that rear view We believe in a good running tractor Put a money on stock in a pasture Put some pay dirt chain down on a ring And get her daddy's okay for we ask her We're behind that wheel That American steel We sweat and work in that fertile dirt In them old farm fields And we'll be rolling high Sitting side by side Pretty girls and James here in a breeze hanging on tight.
We'll be riding on a pier on a back room cloud of dust in garden trucks we trust. Dang fist don't bite the way we want And that TV with her man can be wrong But when we hit our knees or hit that key We got a surefire thing we can count on From behind that wheel Of that American steel We sweat and work in that fertile dirt And then move on field And we'll be rolling high Sitting side by side with pretty girls and James here in a breeze just a hanging on tight. And we'll be riding on a pier on a back road cloud of dust and garden trucks we trust. We swallow hard and stand with her heart in her hand for that old red, white, and blue. Yeah, damn right we do, and we're behind that wheel, that American steel. Sweating and working, and and dirt, and you move farm fields. Rolling high, sitting side by side, with pretty girls and James here in a breeze just a hanging on tight. And we'll be riding on a pier on a back road cloud of dust And yachting trucks we trust And yachting trucks we trust